Welcome back, folks, to the Get a Grip on Lighting podcast. This is a pre-COVID recording, post-COVID release, so we don't talk about viruses and we're sitting close to each other and giving each other hugs and high fives and everything else. So sorry, new world now, but it was a different time then. Brendan Puckett, uh, straight out of um, Westlake. Westlake oh. Supply. Yeah. Boom, the brain go. blew up. Westlake Supply out of California. I think they're in a couple midway. There's a couple. They have a couple branches around the U.S. Westlake Supply. She she is uh, an old soul and nailed, and we've been hanging on to her, keeping her and nailed, and she's going to stay there. Ain't that right, Greg? That's right. She belongs there. Yeah, the she's the nailed mom. <laughs> Nailed dot org. Brenda Puckett. We night Yeah. And uh, so go to NAILD.org. And, uh, you know, this episode of the podcast is sponsored by. Oh, the Flicker Free Original. You thought I forgot about it, eh, son? No way. You can't forget about the Flicker Free Original, energyfocus.com. But they're going to hear to talk about their red caps, Greg. Yeah. So, in addition to the Flicker Free tubes that we know about, they also have a red cap. Type B LED tube. In fact, it's the first UL approved one. What does that mean when it's first? It means they're innovative. Energy Focus has always been an innovative company, and now they've come out with this red cap. That's a type B emergency tube. So what does that mean when you go into a fixture and it has an emergency backup ballast? You can now cut that thing out, and all you got to do is put this tube in. The light works at 150 lumens per watt under normal conditions. The power goes out. It kicks on for 90 minutes as an emergency light, and it's all built into the tube which is a much easier install, less expensive long-term maintenance than having a separate battery to install or a separate module or things like that. It's all on the tube with Energy Focus. So check out the original, Energy Focus, the original. Ooh, energyfocus.com, E-N-E-R-G-Y-F-O-C-U-S.com, spelled the same in Canada and the United States, energyfocus.com. And uh, yeah, check it out. We're very, very honored to have the daughter of one of the founding Nailed members. Isn't he a charter member, your father? Correct. Yeah, he was one of the founding members. How did that whole thing start? You know, I think we've talked about this before. I don't know if I really know entirely, but they really just didn't feel representation. You know, mm -hmm. there was NAED and there really wasn't any representation for the specialized lighting distributor. And so, you know, he knew quite a few players. He went around and opened a lot of these guys mm -hmm. for back in the day when he worked for Westinghouse. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm sure they had lots of network meetings at over Manhattans or something mm, sure. and, and decided to put this together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sounds like a couple of new cats running around. Kind of doing the same thing. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Starting yeah. to put this thing together. I mean, you know, you've got to think outside the box. and, and Got to uh, have a few Manhattans, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and probably written on cocktail napkins. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, if you, you know, one of his famous sayings is uh, there's nothing as consistent as change, right? Sure. So you have to change and you have to think. And he just saw a need in the market. You know, there just really wasn't specialized lighting distribution. Hmm. And back in that day, and you and I will always argue this point, it, you know, it is a commodity. It still is to this day. Uh, so there's a couple things that are a commodity there. Um, I think, you know, we're talking to lighting distributors. Lighting distributors are all starting to do something more than just sell replacement light bulbs now. Correct. They have yeah. to. Right. Except for that one guy we met earlier today. Yes. He's selling light bulbs still. And <laughs> right. I, you know, I'm proud of him, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. got, he's got a counter with yeah. weird light bulbs on it. Yeah. And hey, that's a game. 
but most lighting distributors are moving to more value added stuff. Oh, um, absolutely. We spoke to some of your competitors out there and they're, they're not even talking about their distributors, but they're more talking about value engineering. They're talking about layouts. They're talking about um, all the other stuff that's involved in specification game side of things. What is Westlake doing to differentiate themselves these days? <laughs> well, definitely adding more products. So you're okay. right. It isn't, as we used to say, the A, B, and C types of lighting, mm -hmm. you know, or the ones that moved off the shelves in and out, the T8s. Believe me, we still have pallets and we move those. But, you know, we sell anything from hand dryers to uh, replacement plastics to recycling is big for us in California. Mm -hmm. You sell hand dryers? Hand dryers. That's a natural fit for, for lighting distributors, actually. Like you're talking the thing you put on the wall and you sure there. we just started it. Well, because what's happening is you'll notice that your reps that are you know manufacturer reps that are repping these lines, mm -hmm. they're also bringing in other things. They're bringing in fire extinguishers. They're bringing in yeah, anything else you can sell exactly yeah. to the same type of um, customers that you have currently. Hmm. So how's that going so uh, far? Well, we sold a few. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's definitely bringing up some conversations, but I mean, I think, you know, a big branch, we used to sell ceiling tiles and, uh, you know, recycling is a big thing for us. Sure. Definitely. You know, picking up the old ones, batteries, we moved into that a long time ago mm -hmm. and did that. And, you know, you even look back when you talk about lighting, most of us all did what you said, light bulbs, sure. then it expanded into fixtures yeah. and then it expanded into really um, specking and specifying mm -hmm. the fixtures and, mm -hmm. and doing the solutions. So are you stocking all of these things now? These additional products? No. That's as you get Do them. you stock a lot of stuff, Greg? Not, I, me, no. no. Yeah. We're pretty, pretty yeah. light. I don't think anybody does. Even right. our manufacturers aren't stocking. Yeah, that's true. Everyone's a distributor now and everyone's like a hot potato. Yeah. Is it like, it seriously is. I don't, like I have, I have, uh, I do have some stock. Like, yeah. Yeah, I do have of stock. Course. Mm -hmm. Of right? course. But the days of having like, oh, I'll take two pallets of 741 KT8s and, you know, just, I'll, just, I'll sell them, you know, and, or, you know, give me 400 of this ballast, 400 of that ballast and we'll just do a stocking right. order once a month on CFLs and it comes in. No, man, it's all project work. And in fact, it doesn't even come through the warehouse half of stuff. It goes right to the project. Yeah, we're a little bit different. We do a little bit of both. Okay. So we still move, you know, the linears and the T8s, but I'm not keeping a ton of, you know, I wouldn't say the line of products has gotten very more precise. Okay. And so the SKUs, there's far less SKUs out there than there mm -hmm. ever used to be. So the linears that we sell over and over and over again, yes, those are out there. But you're right. Do we bring stuff in for projects? Yes. You know. Yeah. Do you stage it here or do you usually just go direct? Well, you're right. Now are we a staging? Yeah. Some of it. Yeah. Some of it we ship direct. Yeah. Yeah. Just oh. depending. Now, you guys are a little different than a lot of lighting distributors in that you have multiple locations mm -hmm. in different states. Right. So where are you guys at? Uh, we are in California, and we are in the Midwest. I recently uh, sold off our Arizona location. Okay. Yeah. So, so Midwest is Ohio or something? Ohio like and Kentucky. Yeah, I, I remember you had one in Kentucky. I think I met one of your managers mm -hmm. at, at, a, at a light uh, nail show years ago. Right. She was a Kentucky warehouse manager. Kentucky, uh, branch, Kentucky manager. branch manager. Yeah. Still is probably. What's her name? Denise. Denise. Yes. Yes. Yeah. What yes. a lovely lady she was. Yes. Actually. I love was. meeting. I like. I really enjoy talking to women in the business. There isn't enough of them, and they have a unique perspective on it. Yeah. And she was telling me, "Yeah, I got to jump on the forklift," and I, I, you know, she grabs bulbs and chips them. And yeah. I would assume the sales in Kentucky are exactly the same as California. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> Is that sarcasm there? That's sarcasm, it is total buddy. sarcasm. Okay. We, we were, we've been talking about how 
right. California. Republic of California. The Republic of California. Yeah. Nothing, it's been a theme, man. I mean, and I, you know, it's funny. California... Well, we don't recycle in Ohio and Kentucky very much. No, a little bit, but nothing to the masses that we do out here. Wow. What do they don't require recycling? No. But you're right in in your podcast that I saw before. I mean, you know, who polices it either way? Yeah. But there's no lighting police. Right. I mean, you could get you theoretically you there but regulations Cal- could crack down you sure. know, what it would be, but Yeah, although I don't know, they're getting better about looking at your dumpster. I just got a picture from our waste management people saying this is what your dumpster looked like and you had too much blah 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 and we're going to charge you. Come on. I swear to God. Garbage police. Yeah. That Waste maybe. management. I could see that one. Maybe. You know, it's it's some of the things like some sometimes these programs bother me. Like when some somebody like I live in Ontario, as you know. Yeah. And there's a, there's a lot of fresh water in Ontario. Right. Okay. It's, like there, there's more fresh water in Ontario than maybe anywhere else in the world. I mean, they call it the land of lakes. Ontario is the land of lakes, not Minnesota. Right. Okay? Sorry, <laughs> what we're called ten thousand lakes. Whatever. Ten thousand lakes. <laughs> but I mean, like you know, when you have people, we gotta, you know, we're, we're running out of water. It's like, come on, come on, man. Well, don't fight it. I mean, look at it. November. What's the weather outside? Uh, don't get into the end of days with me. I'm not getting into the end of days, <laughs> but a lot of these businesses and a lot of, uh, you know, look at when you were saying too, you've moved a lot of product based on rebates, sure. right? Yeah, so that drove act. a lot of things. Now, energy and being green and doing the right we thing. We can't conserve our way Wait, out of this can trap. that, but, but is that, it, it's making people in California. I've got customers that want me to pick up, and, and I've said this before, light bulbs that aren't even recyclable because they don't want to throw them away because they want to measure and weigh their waste mm-hmm. and talk about how okay. they don't, you know. I, I'm going to say something, okay? America is the greatest country in the world, and California is probably its greatest state. Maybe. I don't know. That's, it's probably debatable. Like, But the smartest people in the world probably live in California. I'm just going to throw it out there. <laughs> oh, no, seriously. Like, And you know what the, the shame is? They spend most of their time making video games and social media. Okay? And we have real, but let me, let me, here, here's my point. Okay. I, all this conservation stuff, I've had enough of the nickel and diming bean counting crap. I want clean energy so I can use as much of it as I want. How's that? Well, that's fine. But I think it is, you know, good to start recognizing what we are doing. And well, we the are, we are done more than anybody. But you talked about it yesterday too. It's like the new products, the LED products. And you think about refrigerators and your DVRs and your um, TVs. Nothing is made to be fixed anymore. Yeah. It is made to be consumed and throw away. Life cycle versus lifetime. So, so life, lifetime of the light source is longer, but the life cycle of the fixture right. is shorter. So we're also, we're, so we're almost, we're, we're, Cutting off our hand to spite ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Because if we had kept the old fixtures, we'd probably be producing far less waste. Sure. A retrofit to LED is by far the greenest thing to do. By far. Keeping the metal, sheet metal in the ceiling. Right. Um, you know, maybe changing the sockets, taking the ballast out, putting in flicker-free bypass LED tubes, or maybe one so of those. So a retrofit kit. Because you've got to be specific yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So in my mind, a retrofit is the use of the existing housing. Okay. And then altering it to accept new technology. I think that's by far the greenest solution. Creates the least amount of waste, um, you know, reuses equipment, lower labor, all this sort of stuff. But I, I just don't... Oh, what do you mean? Up, Wait, no, no, no. Not lower labor. Yeah, I think it's lower. No, it's not. To okay. replace, to retrofit an existing housing? Sure. It takes more time than to pull that thing out and throw up a new one. Maybe Depending with, where that new one is, you ever go above ceiling tile and then you realize it didn't hang them right and then you got to rehang it and do all that? Yeah. Maybe. 
And, uh, that's that we could argue that it could, that can go both ways. Right. But yeah. In times. Well, it, if you, I, I mean, truly, if you, when you're selling a project and I've sold a lot of these, mm -hmm. if a guy's got to go in there and change out the tombstones or take them out and take Sockets out the ballast probably, and, yeah. and do yeah. all of that, the time they're going to charge you more in time and materials than to take out that fixture and, and do it back. Sometimes. Yes. Sometimes. No. It's not always true, but yes, you're, you're, you're California and, and the States Maybe. I've been in. That's, that's what the electrical contractors are pitching, but yeah. I mean, did you say, sell? you guys sell a lot, a lot, a lot online? No, no. You just order a traditional order desk counter sales. Um, well, depend, depending on traditional order desk. So yeah, I, I think we've, we've moved to a lot of texting and phone sure, and, sure, yeah, and yeah. computer and, and all of that. Why doesn't, but, why doesn't the online world, why doesn't it entice you? I mean, you would, if it, if it was profitable, you would do it. I, we, well, we have online, you yeah. can order online, sure. but we just, we, we started to look at it and it just doesn't pay off. We got yeah. a lot of just residential stuff. It was just yeah. like back in the days we used to be in all the yellow pages. Sure. And some of you guys will not know what yellow pages are because I Come know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. but, and we pulled out of all of those because sure. we'd get the mom and pops and we loved them at the time, yeah. but you know, it's just yeah, yeah. too much. So yeah. Yeah. You know, just the, for the amount of the order and people that were looking and, and using the shopping carts. Yeah. We had a, uh, that city lights, yeah, in in San Fran or whatever, they they're completely offline. They don't. They right. have a website with who they are and what they right. do, but they don't sell online at right. all. And they find it's like a, it's a it's a completely different business actually to what what most of us are doing. Right. You know. Yeah. It's, uh, there's some people that are really good at it. Some nail members like Bulbs.com is very good. He's basically exclusively online. But I always wonder why. In two thousand in two thousand and eight, it was like a it was like a capabilities thing. In two thousand nineteen, everybody has the capability to do it. Right. And it's almost like a choice not to. Oh, or not, or not to focus on it too much, you know? Yeah, we, we market tested it, and put mm -hmm. it out there. And, and like we said, we just didn't see the return on investment. Mm -hmm. So we didn't go deep into it. Sure. You know, yeah. it just didn't pay off, you know? Hmm. So now going back to the multiple location, I just want to understand a little. Are you stocking at each place? A little bit. And, and is it different depending? I mean, the, each market, totally different. Completely. Is it yeah. difficult to train and manage and maintain all that? No, I mean, we, we've been fortunate enough that we have quite a few people that have been with us for 20 plus years. So, and they're in those marketplaces. So yeah. me going to those marketplaces, sometimes, you know, I have to, I really get fired up and I want to do more and I got to remember I'm in Ohio or Kentucky, right? Different. Los Angeles and, and San Francisco are very like, mm -hmm. so that's not too bad, mm -hmm. except for, I would say we probably do, um, more recycling here in San Francisco than we do in Los Angeles. Mm. Um, so yeah. I do a lot of recycling too. Actually, seventy percent of my warehouse is recycling. I yeah. do a lot. Yeah. I, um, and is it mandated? No, I. It just um, so Ontario had the worst recycling rates in North America for fluorescent mm. lamps in two thousand seven or eight, and it bothered me. Like it bothered me as a citizen. But then, how did you market it? Six percent was the rate we had. We six percent recovery. No, but how? I mean, so if it bothered you, mm -hmm. and so that means most people weren't doing it. How did you go to market? And, and get people to start recycling. Well, what I did was uh, we they got the laws changed so that that was so the that first helped. step. Right. Yeah. So you can, you were able to be like a uh, transfer station is the wrong word, like a large volume handler. You're that, a transfer. Yeah. Transporter. You're technically a, tra you're, you're you're a transporter. You're a consolidator. Right. Like that, right. Yeah. So the, that was the first thing. The other thing is that um, I switched from billing by the foot to by the pound. That made a huge difference. It made it so much easier. Mm -hmm. So instead of like counting, you just put everything on a scale and you weigh it. Right. That was a big thing. And then um, I invented a box that holds, I have a US patent 
that on a box that holds waste fluorescent lamps. So there's thousands of those around Toronto that people take the bulbs out of one box and they put it into this other box. And so you're not using fiber drums or anything. We use fiber drums as well, but this is for like a medium-sized commercial for a place to store their waste lamps. I invented another box for storing um, CFLs and stuff like that, and we dispatch those out. And and then um, as the incentive program started to grow and grow, the utilities required recycling certificates, but all the recyclers were far outside of Toronto. And so I ended up uh, picking up all the growth, basically. So I'm the second or third largest recycler in Ontario, but I don't have any recycling. I just consolidate in ships. I do a tractor trailer right. load a week, maybe two sometimes. Right. right. It's a lot of that's. If I sold as many lamps as I recycled, it would be crazy. <laughs> like it would be, I would be like a very, very wealthy man. Right. Because, but yeah. So re- recycling's been great for me, but that's simply, it's simply because there was a vacuum. Well, what leadership. what other products have you guys added? Um, I did a podcast every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> but to your day to day business, uh, basically we're we're rebate addicts. But I think you are as well. Right, I would say so. Yeah, uh, we we haven't really added any anything outside of lighting. So the rebates that, have they gone down at all? A little bit in our market, just yeah. a little. Yeah, I mean, yeah. well, it was a, it was a good chunk, but it's still significant yeah. enough that it matters. That people are still they put out a new on program in Ontario, and like some of the stuff was higher, some of it was lower. Right, and we're just still cranking and cranking, still and cranking, cranking on that. The yeah, rebates. and then we just we yeah. have we have to we separated out so we know how much we're doing in lamp sales and ballast sales. Which we have a you know order desk and counter sales. Yep. So still lamps, ballasts, and fixtures. People call in, things. they order. Yeah, yeah. They call in, and then we do the projects, and that's a okay. separate thing. And then, um, so th- those are our, and then recycling is our third line, um, and that's what we do. So I added recycling, like heavy, 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 in 2013. I really right. went after it. Yeah. And so that I did that for about three years. That was all I focused on in my business was the recycling. Uh, T- Toronto has a very large um, expatriate Chinese community. Um, some people say it's legally about 550,000, but it's probably more like a million people. That, that's mm. a lot of, that's a lot. It's a lot. Okay. And, and, you know, I think about 50% have LED shops. Hmm. I'm joking about that. <laughs> I was going to say 50 <laughs> But I mean, within, within the last six years where my shop is, there's been uh, six um, Chinese expatriate owned LED stores have opened up within walking distance. 21. But are they drawn? They're... But they're drawing more of the resi business than the commercial. They're, no, but they're, they're, they're also doing projects, oh. right? So they're okay. going after, they're going direct to the projects and not, well, to the lighting projects. And, um, and yeah, so they're competing with us there, but they're, yeah, they're not competing with us on the, on the uh, order desk. And um, what's that terminology we call it? Uh, what's your customer no, fulfillment no, you're talking about uh, maintenance free order. What is it? MRO. MRO. What does that you guys actually are mean? <laughs> mean? <laughs> that maintenance well, order. Sometimes materials replacement order. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you say maintenance. I haven't heard that Mater- one. Right? Oh yeah, materials replacement. Well, that's what it is. Order. Yeah. I'm come on, I'm down. the oldest one out of everybody you interviewed. What are you talking so about, come on. girl? <laughs> Materials replace. It's, yeah, MRO. That's what it is. We yeah. had a big argument on episode three <laughs> right. of the Get a Grip Online <laughs> yes. podcast about what MROs do. We still MRO. haven't figured it out. Yeah. No, no, we figured it no, out. we got yeah. it. That's what it is. That's Materials exactly what, replacement. That's exactly yeah. what it is. So, that's, yeah. so that business, you know, it's, 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 you know what, it's interesting because it kind of goes down for a bit and then, and then a company will exit the business and then our business will go up a little bit. Right. So there's actually sometimes there's a little bit of growth we see as um, as people exit the business. There is people leaving the lighting business. Sure. And have you guys seen that here more than your other markets in San Francisco or LA? People leaving here? Yeah, because we talk, a lot of the people we were talking to had that. Who was it? P, PG or PG and E? PG and E. Right. Messed One up the, the rebate programs. 
Is that a <laughs> nice way to put it? <laughs> I don't think they messed them up. Okay. I think that, you know, they, it's like what you guys have said. They've been very advantageous. They've been out there for a long time. Too they've been, <laughs> oh, yeah, and they've been utilized to yeah. death. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, should, should, could they be utilized more? Yeah. But they, they had some, phenomenal rebates and and you're right like i heard you guys talk about you know we could give away free lamps and we can do that in southern california right now sce you know we can do which is sad to say you can do an led t8 it's a four dollar rebate and we can do that day in and day out sure right and so it, it's gets to a point where then finally they start focusing elsewhere but it, you know they've been around for here 10 or 15 years. So how long are you going to keep rebating on it? They're going to change it up. They're going to change it. Yeah. You know, so I think they've done. That's called Armageddon for me. <laughs> well, right. I mean, I'm, so, I, I got my entire recycling business and my entire projects business, which is like 75% of my business is completely related to rebates. But it's interesting completely when you guys. Yeah. To rebates. So when you guys say projects, it's funny because then I see more people where they want to get away from it because now it's getting more cumbersome. Yes, so it used to be a lot easier yeah, sure. and now it's so cumbersome that even we'll get end users that just don't even want to deal with it because mm -hmm. it's such a, forget it. So you, you, you guys are selling turnkey projects here or you're not really? We do. Okay. but not Yeah. But it sounds like it's a bigger bulk of your business. And we've talked mm -hmm. about that before. We still have a big bulk of MRO. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's, yeah, my, it's about 25% of the yeah. business. Well, you, you couldn't have any because you didn't know what it was. So Yeah, no. I, know. <laughs> I, mean, I know what it is. I can figure you just it thought out. people just liked you and they were ordering <laughs> light bulbs That's just because they had heard That's of you it. guys. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah, we still sell a ton of, um, of light bulbs just because they want to replace the same thing. And do we, I love that. Yeah. It's so much we, fun. Yeah, it is. Well, it used to be a lot funner. I, you know, I don't understand. Like, people look down on that. I think that's such a wonderful mm -hmm. business. It was such a... Uh, you know, that the, it was like the subscription, pseudo subscription basis of it. You'd know that every customer was like, every, each building was good for five or $20,000 a year of maintenance mm -hmm. um, materials replacement orders. Well, there used to be a formula for that. Yeah. You take the square footage and, and yeah, yeah. calculate it all out. And that building is worth so much money, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, it changes. So it, it's nice that we can have both. Yeah. You know, but we have to be, it's the same thing as many people said before too. You can't be all wrapped up with contractors. You can't be all wrapped up in one type of market either mm -hmm. or one segment of the market. So you have to be diversified. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's the great thing for us too, is that we really look at the diversification and continue changing. And that's just what I noticed in the Phoenix marketplace. Sure. It was not where we want to continue to grow and, and move. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're making some changes. That's, it's interesting how distributors are are all kind of adding lighting design or adding specifications mm -hmm. and this kind of stuff to their businesses and and uh, you know trying to cope with um, a uh, the uncertainty of uh, and it's harder. I think it's it's harder for those that have long deep roots in the business to still to let go of that MRO business. It's hard. Like you don't want to let it go. It's good. Why would you, right? But there's a sense that it's going away, is it not? Or do you believe that that it's going to reemerge in a different form, and that Westlight will be strong in replacement drivers or replacement? Like, do you see? Well, some, no. Do, do I mean, I, I, I'm I'm more than willing to let go of it. Okay. You have to be aware of it, yeah. okay? And if you're not aware of what changes are going to come down the pike, or even try to look ahead, you're going to be 
lost out in the dust. Somebody's yeah. going to pass you up. So will we take that business as it comes? Yes. But we also have to go into those customers and propose and make them know that we're the lighting specialist mm. so that when they are ready, yes. that we're here because we're going to lose that socket someday. Yeah. You know, unless we stay in front of that customer. So, yes, is there things coming down the pike now for replacement drivers? Yes. And you're seeing it with, you know, a lot of companies where you can now get down to one SKU and tune it yourself mm -hmm. on your phone or have a tuning station in each warehouse and just have to carry a lot less SKUs. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing some of those drivers fail and things. But it's it's interesting and and I heard you say this on one of the or one of your uh, guests said this on a podcast too. It's and we know this from LEDs. If something failed that was, you know, 5 years ago, you can't match it. No. So now the hard part is when you do these multi um commercial buildings or wherever where they have multiple fixtures, now what are you going to do? They're right. going to have to replace the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Because you know, they're not even going to be able to replace that one fixture to match all the others. That's a problem. Right. But then you see like Fulham and some other uh, companies that are coming out where you can just replace the guts, right? Mm. So you're going to go back to what LED started with, where it wasn't just the new fixtures. They would, you know, come in with the little replaceable whole guts of the of the fixture and mm. you keep the look of the outside of the fixture i think i think there's the the jaga consortium do you know about that if you're, mm, we, did a, no. we did a podcast with d dentina and, and the jaga consortium is like a and what is it it's like a Where they're consortium trying to, it's well, a consortium of manufacturers in yeah. europe and what they're trying to do is create a standard for the mechanical form factors of led fixtures so that so for like this is an interesting point so innovation needs to take place within a certain set of parameters for it to be truly effective. So the, I would say the most innovation we've seen in the LED world has been in within the four foot T8 LED tube. How many iterations have, how many different versions has there been? The price has gone down and the performance has gone up, right? Well, they went after the big horse. Well, no, but, but, but also. I, they didn't, they didn't just randomly pick that, Michael. They went after that because of the right, SKUs. But the reason, but the reason why it was, the innovation was so fast was because it had to be a medium bipin socket. It had to be four feet in length. It had to be T8 thickness. And these were the three color temperatures you could use. Now go and make it work. And so when you have rules about form factors, the innovation can be concentrated on areas that actually make a difference. If everybody with an LED fixture is making different size form factors, then the innovation is being wasted on whether the LED array is 42 and a half inches or 37.5 inches and this much thick. And this, if you just set those form factors like they did with NEMA codes, like a four foot TA tube has to be this long with this socket, with this, that, da, 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 then you allow for innovation within the space. So the rules actually drive the innovation. That's the theory anyway. Why do we still have so many SKUs and light bulbs? Because they make it intentionally confusing. <laughs> who's this? Who's this? Who's this? Michael always has a conspiracy about. theory. That's true. I mean, if the if the manufacturers were smart, why? If they were smart, so they think, the price high. think about it as a manufacturing. Why would you make so many choices from a manufacturing level? Wouldn't it be much better to get it down to a honed amount of SKUs? Yeah, but that, but you know what though? Lighting has never driven itself down to a commodity. It resisted commoditization for decades. Well, and you decades. and the commodity thing. It's a commodity. It's used everywhere and okay, it can but, be attained no, anywhere. Uh, but... No, a commodity by definition, and yes, it is a commodity. We know it's a commodity for sure because right. we, we can match the things that are the same. But a, a, an end user doesn't know the difference between uh, FO96T8SPX41K 
and F96, T8. Sure, S, but you know what I'm saying? But like if I'm that, saying commodity like, would be like named the same. Well, think about how many, you know, par 38s, right? Sure. If you just want to go something simple and how you've got like a 45 and a 60 and a yeah. 75 and a 90. 90. Sure. Okay. So, you know, that's a little bit what We're California super did. Dorky now. Yeah, yes. that's a little bit what California did like. But then what the manufacturers came back with is they just came and, and met the specifications and just lowered the wattage. Mm -hmm. Why not just come out with like one or three? Why have so many options? Why have it in a narrow beam, a flood, a spot, a wide flood? A, you know, and, and if you think of it, it, exactly what you're saying, if they really got smart, why wouldn't you just bring your SKUs down? Uh, how much simpler for them to manufacture? And how much simpler for us and, and the end user? Uh, yeah, but I think complexity drives So I don't up. think that's ever going to happen. No. Because if exactly what you're saying, these guys over in Europe, why wouldn't all of the big three who are now not in the U.S., they're not based sure. here, why wouldn't that have happened? It should. It should. Yeah, uh, it should. So Jaga should be moved forward for sure. But it, sure. you have to get the Chinese on board. And uh, good luck with that. Yeah, well, they're involved. They're involved, but they're not on board. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're going to make a buck wherever they can make a buck. Sure. Did you, yeah, did they're you, smart. Did, did you see the... Uh, oh, for sure Just like are. the rest of us, they're, right? They're good business people. Right. Did you read the ALR for Monday? No. Chinese um, lighting manufacturers kidnapping Westerners because they're not getting paid and stuff like that? Did you, <laughs> did you see that? No. The manufacturers aren't getting paid right now. Some of them aren't getting paid, so there's like kidnappings going on, and one of them was in the lighting business. If we were, if we were, if we were streaming this back to the shop, I'd get Scott to pull it up for you, but yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So, what are you uh, what are you thinking on this incandescent rollback? Are you for it or against Ooh, it? California girl, come on, California. Well, you're representing the whole state. I'm right representing now. the whole state. <laughs> you're, you're California girl. I'm not actually. I was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Come on, oh wow, yeah, it's the opposite. That's the opposite. <laughs> Completely the opposite. But I've been out here since '76, so um, I would consider myself a California girl. Doing away with the incandescent? Why not? I mean, look at Europe. What do we need it for? Except for even, you know, now they're starting to finally get some very nice looking when they've gone into the antique, you know, mm -hmm. looking bulbs. But sure. what do we need an incandescent for? But do you care? If, do if, I if, care? If we keep it or don't keep A it? A lot of people care. Do you, do you care? Do I care? She, no. Come on, she's got MR16s in her basement, BR30s. Come on, don't you? Uh, no, you know, unfortunately, if my husband was here, he'd be going, oh my God, I've got different LEDs all throughout. Like I'm like the test market oh, in my house. Man, yeah. yeah, but I, I, I still do have some MR16s that just haven't burned out. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. Do I, I, I mean, I, I, do, I do love them for the, the look if you're talking residential, but me personally, if you want to talk about business commercially, does it matter? No, especially with the controls it can do, but it's going to, but the problem is that, that was my next question. Yeah. Controls. Are you guys diving in? I, I'm, I haven't even, oh, sure. I have my little toe in the pool. I'm just like, Oh God, controls. Oh, Let's yeah. go back to the, you're, you're diving in here. Are you diving in in Ohio? No, mostly in California, but we're trying. I mean, I'm trying to educate them back there and, you know, we're trying to push more LEDs back there, but. Do you yeah. know why it's working here and not there? 
California, it's sort of the Republic of California, but no, you're kind of forced to here. In the Republic of California, I think it's just the lifestyle. It is the yeah, lifestyle out here. It's it's the weather. It's, it's it's just the healthiness, the getting out there. Um, you know, you go back there and you and you can just even see it with the food and the cuisine and and just you know what now. Uh, you know, I don't want to get in trouble here because I'm in trouble. No, I'm, you okay. know, Pittsburgh girl. Get in trouble. I, I, I mean, I, I I love a good chili dog too, sure, but it'd too. be hard to find. You know, you're going to find more salads and more healthy eating and and sure. you know yogurt and and all of that out here, right? Mm -hmm. Then you're going to find it back there. So it's just like in in different marketplaces. So um, I think you know residentially, I think that the incandescent still has a, a purpose, and commercially, I think you can get away from it. So you don't really care if they do have it or not, the rule? Here. Yeah. Or no, just in general. like DOE regulations. Yeah. I thought the regulation was crude. Yeah. Like I, I thought I it was well, it was spirited correctly. Nobody likes when you take something away from them. Yeah. I agree. That's, that's, that's what it is. Especially in America. So, you know, I mean, it, it's all about education sure. and it's all about showing what the other things are. You could have been way more precise with that, that legislation, though. Other than like, I, I didn't write it. I know. So. You. <laughs> Me. You, you. Yeah. I would have been way more precise. Yeah, you could go like 400-watt metal halide, gone. Right. But, right? Like that you could do but that. But you should have really <laughs> said, yeah, break the bomb. Let's just go out and smash them out there right now. Um, but I still sell a few of those. So you know? do I. Yeah. LU 150. Yeah. Come on, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give me 12 of those every day. Yeah. I got one more thing I want to tell you about. Okay. You can't cheat on me again. I heard you went on Jason Bader's show. <laughs> I, what do you mean cheat on you? <laughs> you're mine. You're ours. Oh. I'm going to get a good lighting podcast. You can't Let's be... see. Did I know Jason before you? Jason was episode one of the Get a Grip on Lighting podcast. But did I know him before you yes. from Nail? No. Probably. I, no, I was at the first convention he came to. That was my first convention in Sandestin. But I don't at. think I met you at Sandestin. Did we talk then? You probably you were probably kind of like who's this new guy with the suit on? I would wow. never where do is, that. I was carpet? actually one of your oh, yeah, first no, friends yeah, you out of everybody in yeah, nailed. Everybody right. thought you were crazy, yeah, and I loved your energy. You are yeah. crazy, but yeah. you gotta be crazy. <laughs> you know what? It's you not, gotta be crazy. Crazy is the right word. I think it, I think I just a little. They didn't quirky. like the disruption. Yeah, nobody right. likes to be disrupted. That's what we just talked about. This, but I mean, come on, get a grip, man. Yeah. This, if you don't disrupt, you're gonna. If we die. don't disrupt our disrupt own industry, or die. someone's going to disrupt it for us. Disrupt or die. Yeah. That may so, be my new tagline. That might be the title of the show. Disrupt or die. <laughs> disrupt or die. This yep. has been uh, a blast uh, with Nailed. With um, And bring me back. I, I want to interview these two guys. I think we ought to turn the we, tables. There's been a couple people that want to do that. Uh, ah. It hasn't happened yet. But yeah, I'm open to it anytime. All sure, right. Let's sure. do it. You got to get your own gear. Your own, no. yeah, no, you That's can. right. I'll just, you guys will bring your own. <laughs> yeah, you can ask the question yeah. for sure. But you know, folks, if you, yeah, when you're listening to this next week, um, we thank you. We're very grateful to all our listeners out there. And if you have light bulbs in a warehouse like Brenda does, you need to join the National Association of Innovative Lighting Distributors. Do you remember our old tagline where lighting means, means business? That was my favorite tagline we've nailed. Do you remember that? I do. It changes to education, networking, technology. I voted against it when I was on the board. I love where lighting means business, but I'm not changing it back because it's too much work. 
I will tell you, you do need to join. Definitely, if you're starting out, if you're smaller, if you're trying to understand what people are doing. And, and I watch all of your shows. Oh, do you? I do. Oh, thank you. See? Your yes. show's too thank great. You. Yeah, you're not just the second fiddle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The and calls. and the ideas. And I think that's <laughs> what we have to we have to help the distributors more. That's what we need to find out. How do Absolutely. we help the distributors well, more? Well, I think one of the things is that I think we could do a lot. We could we could start lobbying government. I think we could do that. How we do that, um, how we um get ourselves to the table with the DOE, I think we could send representatives. I can think a lot of a, a lot of nailed members who would both enjoy, would like to. Mm. And would be very good at advising the Department of Energy in terms of what light bulbs should be made illegal. Like, there's nobody better than us. Right. You know? And I'm not talking about politics here. I'm not talking about Republic. I'm talking, light bulbs are not a political issue, hopefully. It's one of the things, 2019. Well, yeah. You've you know, already got the vendors doing some of that. You've got to get behind them. They've got the deeper pockets. Yeah, they could pay, but we advise. <laughs> folks go to naild.org look it out someone's going to interview me one day it could be Randy Reed, it could be Paul Pompeo but I think it's more likely to be Brenda Puckett it better be <laughs> thanks for listening folks bye for now alright thanks energyfocus.com baby that's e-n-e-r-g-y-f-o-c-u-s dot com I bet you thought I was going to put an O in front of that U didn't you Greg Energy yeah, you focus. never know what your Canadian, your Canadian yeah. spelling always throws me off. Focus is spelled the same. Energyfocus.com. You know, the original, the original Flicker Free is coming out. Well, they already came out with it, with the red cap emergency tubes. That's right. It's been one of the best innovative products I've seen. You can actually see a video if you click on that at some point. As you watch and go on their website, it'll talk all about these red cap, but it's the first UL-approved Type B emergency tube. So instead of dealing with the battery backups, instead of dealing with the, uh, a, ba a ballast, anything that you might need for that emergency or a module, this thing is all built into the tube. It works like a normal tube when you need that light to be on. And then when the power goes out, it kicks on to the battery backup for 90 minutes, all built into the tube. A lot easier Ooh. install, a lot easier maintenance. Best way to go if you're going to need the emergency lighting in your fixture. The original red cap, too, man. The original emergency light tube. The original freckle-free. They are the original. Oh, yeah. Energyfocus.com. E-N-E-R-G-Y-F-O-C-U-S.com, baby. Energyfocus.com. And, of course, we had Brenda Puckett, the nailed mom. We love you, Brenda. We're keeping you in nailed. Go to NAILD.org. The Westlight Queen. Coming out of California. Greg. <laughs> That's love right. You, Brenda. She's there. Awesome. Yep. Thanks for listening, folks. Written on the rectory wall, there's a sign there for all. You are lost, Lord is there to find you.